Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Shalom, everyone. Shalom. May the testimony that your servant is sharing with you, may it glorify the kingdom of heaven. May it glorify and honor the Holy Spirit. May it glorify Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. May it glorify the Father. If you would turn with me to Isaiah 55, verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it, says the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> now, as I come to you with um, another uh, part of my testimony, I mean, <laughs> we all have testimonies after testimonies after testimonies. And those testimonies should glorify the kingdom of God. And so the whole, whole purpose of me sharing this testimony with you is to glorify the kingdom of God and to speak to the power and authority that we each have as not only citizens of heaven, but as soldiers of his kingdom. Amen. So I won't take up too much time, but one of these testimonies that I'm sharing with you took place several years ago <clears throat> um, with uh, so we were basically at a business meeting with our business partners and <clears throat> even before I'm going to tell you this um, you know what happened to my husband and I the Lord is nudging me to pray some more let's pray as we look towards you, Father God, may the meditations of our heart, may the thoughts of our mind be focused on you, Lord. May our actions and behaviors, may they be representative of how soldiers in your kingdom should behave. May every aspect of our life glorify your kingdom, Father God. And may this testimony bless those who know Christ and may it bless those who don't yet know Christ but want to know more about Christ. May it bring more souls to your kingdom, Father God, because it's not about me. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. Amen. So, one evening, we went to our business partner's home. Um, many of them were, um, they're Indian. Uh, we're still, you know, friends to this day. Um, you know, we love them, right? Uh, you know, this group of people have 
have, you know, walked with us for a long time, have been working with us for a long time in business. And we respect them. But while we respect them, one thing became clear that very evening. That when God separates his children, he separates them for a reason. And this night it it was made clear that there is a difference between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. There is a line that draws, that separates the kingdom of light and separates the kingdom of darkness. Choose this day whom ye shall serve. So, getting to the story, or, you know, my testimony, our testimony. So, we were in our vehicle. We had the children in the back of the car. Back then, they were much younger than they are now. And we basically had to do, like, a tag team. My husband would go inside of the business meeting for several minutes. He would come back to the car because, you know, I was watching over our children. And then I would go inside um, you know, for 30 minutes or so for the business meeting. And our friends are Hindu. And this was over, I want to say over six years ago, maybe seven now, that this had occurred. So our Indian friends, they're Hindu, our business partners, they're Hindu. And um, at that time, we had just come to know the Lord. Because we were searching. And when I say searching, we were all over the place searching. And before we had come to know the Lord, I mean, we called ourselves Christians, but were we really? Not at that time. You know, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit hadn't yet taken place, right? So I'm going to have to back up so that you can fully understand uh, the dangers of serving a master that did not die on the cross for you, that did not shed his blood on the cross for you, and that didn't you know, rise again from death. But thank God, the master that I serve, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, died for me on the cross. He shed his blood for me on the cross, and he rose again on the third day. So in our search for something deeper, we fell into what is called kundalini. And if anyone has ever practiced yoga, you may have heard something about kundalini. And, you know, <laughs> this thing is not something to be messed around with. You know, in our search for something deeper, we transgressed against God. We sinned against God. But at the time, we weren't aware of that. And so it, in our ignorance, in our search for something deeper, we started to practice kundalini. And unfortunately, there were consequences to doing so. And I, I remember when I was, you know, watching these, uh, these, uh, these gurus, you know, instructing uh, you know, their followers to meditate, 
right? To imagine that there was a, a red dot in the middle of their head as they were meditating. And I would follow these instructions. I, I, I would meditate for hours, three, four hours on end. And it got so, I mean, this thing got serious. I would fall asleep at night. I would wake up in the morning and see black a black dog, someone walking a black dog, someone who was dressed in all black with a black dog in front of, you know, where we had lived at the time. And I woke up to this, this image, and to me, that's what I saw in broad daylight. I woke up to this for almost two weeks, every single morning. So it didn't, you know, I said, this is, you know, something's odd, something's not right. I shouldn't be waking up to seeing uh, a man dressed in black walking a black dog. And you would say, well, that, that's a coincidence. No, it's not. When you're dealing with things of the spirit, nothing is ever a coincidence. And don't believe anyone who, who says that, that it's a coincidence. So fast forward, I would fall asleep, you know, as, as regular, go, you know, go to sleep at night. And when I woke up most mornings, I noticed that it's almost as if my spirit and my soul went right back into my body. Boom. And I said, wow, that, that's, uh, that's awkward. <laughs> What's going on? And it would take me a couple of seconds to sort of, you know, to regain consciousness, to, to, to figure out where I was in the world. Happened once. And then it kept happening again, second, third time, fourth time. And it kept happening. And I started to realize that I was astral projecting. And if you don't know what that is, astral projection is your soul leaving your body to travel to places in the spirit well, spirit realm. And I remember on one of these occasions when I astral projected, I was sitting at a table, a white table, and there were dark figures sitting around that table. I couldn't see anyone's faces. And and I wrote everything down. I don't think I have that notebook anymore, but I remember astral projecting to Maryland of all places. And I did not live in, in Maryland at the time. Hmm. So looking back on it now, I realized that that was an attempt. That was an attempt to initiate me into the kingdom of darkness, into ancestor worship. That was the goal of that particular occurrence of astral projecting. And boy, did that put fear into me. Because I started to do research and started to understand that in the process of astral projecting, Satan could have cut the cord and I could have died at any moment. And that's what happens during astral projection. There's a, a silver cord between your body and your soul. And if that silver cord is cut, you're done. 
So if you've ever heard about people dying in their sleep, not waking up to see the next day, I'm not saying 100% of the time, but most likely it may have been a situation of that person partaking in astral projecting. So it is very dangerous. It is a very dangerous practice. And what's really crazy about this is that I didn't choose to astral project. No, (laughs) I didn't choose that. But because I was meditating, because I was following this kundalini spirit, which is a, a serpent spirit, that meant that by partaking in, in, in those practices, in those evil practices, in my ignorance, that meant that I was sitting at the seat, sitting at the table with Satan and not with God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you, maybe you don't understand. Even if I didn't want my soul to astral project, Satan does not care about you or me. He hates us with a passion. He hates us with a passion and he'll do whatever it takes to destroy the human race. He'll do whatever it takes to destroy you and I, brothers and sisters. When you are sitting at the table with Satan, you don't have any power and authority that the Holy Spirit would give you to be able to trample on the head of the serpent. You don't have that power when you're at the table with Satan. Satan then has the power over you. I'm just being real. So do you think that Satan cared that I didn't want my soul to leave my body at night? Do you think that he cared? No, because he's Satan. Let's call a spade a spade. So, fast forward. Then the night came when me and my husband realized that something is wrong with this practice of of the kundalini spirit. We need to we need to leave this completely behind. We need to repent. Amen. We've been searching this 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 while, this long while for the truth. And when we found the truth, Jesus stood up for us. Amen. So through the last reformation, um it, it's a movement that focuses on the basics, right? of repenting of asking God for um you know to forgive your sins of doing a complete 360 on your old life and becoming a new creature in Christ right the last reformation focuses on the basics of discipleship so through that movement um myself and my husband we were baptized and at first you know, it, it was a new experience for us because, again, we had called ourselves Christians up until this, this time, but really didn't understand what it meant to be a Christian. We didn't yet have the power and authority that is given by the Holy Spirit. We didn't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet. But once we were immersed under the water, once we made that decision to die with Christ and to rise with Christ, then that was the beginning of 
the transformation to become new creatures in Christ. Because it's a process of, as it says in Romans, circumcising your heart in spirit and in truth. And I'm paraphrasing here. Romans 2.29. Your heart has to be circumcised in order for there to be true transformation. There has to be an inward transformation before you can see it on the outside. So when you repent, it's a process. For many people, it doesn't happen overnight. Some people take years. But one thing is for sure, when you repent, that means you completely walk away from your sin. You stop sinning. You walk away from it. And you choose to serve Jesus with all of your heart. So when we made that decision, we... Now we're fast forwarding to the time that we went into our business partner's home. When we went into the home, my husband went first. He remembers that there was a shrine. Because remember, I told you our business partners are Hindu. So the wife of the business partner had created a shrine in her kitchen. In the living room area, actually. And she had put food and you know, and, and water and, and things to to feed that uh, that deity, which is an evil spirit, okay? And she put a candle on the inside of the shrine. And my husband remembers walking inside of the uh, apartment of their townhome and that candle, I kid you not, that candle shut off. The candle that was inside of the shrine shut off. Okay, that's one. So then my husband comes out. He didn't yet tell me anything. It was my turn to go into uh, the the business meeting. Because we were, again, doing tag team. We were taking turns because we had the children in the car. We didn't want to bring the children in to make noise or anything. So so now it was it was my turn to go into... The business meeting. Now the wife of our business partner had relit the candle for a second time. She didn't think anything of it. But then by the time that I walked in to the business meeting, the candle had shut off for a second time. Now, remember when I said, I talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a reason why I focus on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Where there is light, darkness cannot live. Let me say that again. Where there is light, darkness cannot live. Darkness cannot exist where there is light. The light Of divine brightness. Cannot exist. So something has to give. It's either you choose. To follow the light. Of divine brightness. As Apostle Abba. Our spiritual father always tells us. Or. You choose to follow darkness. And essentially go to hell. And it's just that simple. So in that 
in that process. And let's go back to the story now. So, so the wife of the business partner, by the time I got into the, to the townhome, again, it's not me. It is the power and authority of the Holy Spirit. Now, looking back on it, that shut off that candle's light. It shut it off. Because that light that was lit in the middle of their shrine is a carbon copy light. It is not real. It is a fake because it comes from the kingdom of darkness. Amen. I'm going to pause there. Think about what I'm saying. Think, think about it. Marinate on it. Take your time with it. <clears throat> this is not a game, brothers and sisters. This is not a game. Satan doesn't sleep, so neither should we. Huh? Think about that. A light in the, a candle that was lit in the middle of that shrine shut off not once, but twice at different times. When my husband went in first and then when I went in second, but it is not I, it is the Holy Spirit. It wasn't my husband, it is the Holy Spirit that lives in him. That power and authority invested in us is from the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. That's where that light comes from. That light of divine brightness. Is from the Holy Spirit. So in this year of 2022, your prayer should be that the light of divine brightness covers you wherever you go. The light of divine brightness allows you to see your path. That light of divine brightness allows you to shut off the grips of darkness over your life. So when my spiritual father, Apostle Abba, started talking about the light of divine brightness, it reminded me of this situation, of, of, of what happened to us years ago when we walked into the home of a Hindu shrine. It reminded me of that. <laughs> the candle that was lit inside of that Hindu shrine was no match for the light of the Holy Spirit, for the divine brightness and the light of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So <clears throat> this is going to be a short um, video. Because um, I know I, I didn't uh, post anything for about two weeks. You know, there's situations with COVID, you know, kids having to 
I mean, pretty much most of us, we, you know, we had to quarantine. They had to quarantine. Long story short, when God gives you an assignment, you do it. You obey. You follow his instructions. Period. End of story. There, there is no amount of darkness that can keep me away from testifying to the goodness, to the mercy, to the greatness of Jesus Christ for what he has done, not only for me, but for my marriage, for my children, for my family. I have to testify to that. And I can't be afraid to testify to that because if I'm afraid to testify to that, then that means I'm ashamed of Jesus Christ. And I'm not ashamed of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for me, who shed his blood for me, so that I, my family, and those who follow him, and those who accept him as their Lord and Savior, can live life more abundantly. Amen? <clears throat> So that's the message, folks. There's real and there's fake. But the real, <laughs> the real Jesus stood up for me. The day that we made the decision to get baptized and to be immersed in that water. The day that we decided to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is Lord. And if he is Lord. If he is Lord over your life. Then there's no darkness that can cover you. There's no darkness that can defeat you. There's no darkness that can kill you. No, 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 no. Jesus succeeded where no other man could succeed. Buddha did not rise on the third day. Muhammad did not rise on the third day. Jesus Christ rose on the third day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ashanda da kateri ke shandere putariata asharaka. Shandere shendere kondarayata, shamborota shendere kete, ashandarayata katayata tata, shendere yata How can you follow any God that has no power and authority? It is beyond me how you can do that because I can't. The God of the Holy Bible, this living word, is a living God. And I choose to serve him until my last breath. <clears throat> <clears throat> 
make the choice today to follow a living God. Put away your idols. Any workers of iniquity that would idolize statues. It could be anything. Whether you even idolize money, put those idols away and serve a living God. And serve him in spirit and in truth. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Serve him in spirit and in truth. Ask God to circumcise your heart. So that you can serve him in spirit and in truth. It's not about the letter. It's about your heart. Transform the heart. Ask God to transform your heart. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.